A scandal on Married at First Sight, a real estate agent reveals a life hack, and an exciting political comeback could be in the works. Hey, it's Effie Bateman, and this is your Daily Batuta for Wednesday, the 8th of February. Happy Hump Day. I'm Wendell Hussey. Hope you're going well. Hope you are getting through the week. We are at the top of the hump, and we're rolling down. Towards the weekend, which, you know, just seems to be the way we survive now, isn't it, Effie? We just roll through weekend to weekend. Anyway, what are we talking about today in the middle of the week? Well, starting off with some reality TV news and a groom has been kicked off Married at First Sight for admitting he actually respects women. Yeah, this is a sensational story. Married at First Sight producers have essentially outdone themselves, I think we can say, by rounding up some of the most misogynistic, emotionally abusive wank stains Australia has to offer. An inside source told us that the majority of the grooms were actually discovered in real life, including one of the men who was spotted busking as a street musician in Murray Street Mall and another guy who was tailgated on the streets after a producer saw his soot gets the moot bumper sticker. Uh, obviously, these guys make for great TV and they're very good for ratings, so that's why they're there. But it can now be confirmed that one groom actually never made it through the process and he was kicked off the program during the early stages of filming, but not for a reason viewers might think. The producer told us that it may be incredibly unethical, but we found that men who truly despise women make excellent TV. Unfortunately, one of the grooms we had in mind was too nice to his wife, so we had to kick him off. And for our next article, this guy could also probably be on maths, but mm. the kid who used to pump a 1.25 litre of Coke every lunchtime, now pumping a 1.25 gram of Coke every lunchtime. Yeah, he would make for great hate viewing, I reckon. Second generation real estate agent Kai Chant is who we're talking about this week, and he has taken the crown of number one seller out of the 35 under 35 in Batuta's Northwest Ward. Uh, it's a real estate award there and that was awarded on sales numbers the amount of posters with his head on it and cocaine usage you have to be near the top in all three Mm -hmm. categories he was on top for all three categories and former classmates said that kai took home this coveted gong last night after watching him seamlessly transition from a hyperactive kid that would smash a 1.25 liter bottle of coke every lunchtime into a wildly antisocial man uh, that can't drink more than one glass of buttery Chardonnay at Batuta Iceberg's restaurant without making a trip to the bathroom to sniffle away his very handsome paycheck. Yes, with the Batuta's cocaine market standardised at roughly 0.6 gram portions, his two-bag-a-day habit has him smashing roughly 1.25 grams over lunch each day, and that's not even counting his consumption after dark. Well, you got to spend money to make money, and that keeps him going, keeps the sales going, and keeps the incredibly high-energy social media videos going as well. And lastly, now for my political comeback, says Abbott after receiving universal acclaim for his pal eulogy. That's right. Former Prime Minister Tony Abbott is eyeing a political comeback after receiving a bunch of backpats and compliments for his touching eulogy for known pedophile protector and facilitator... Cardinal George Pell. There's a casual vacancy in the federal Senate due to the death of Jim Mullen earlier this year, leaving his spot open to be filled by whoever the Liberal Party chooses. Speaking to The Advocate today, Mr Abbott explained his motives, perhaps making the move back down to Canberra. 
as the unemployed father of two said to us, it's a matter for the New South Wales Liberal Party, but after the last election, I think the Liberal Party needs to modernise and get on that same wavelength as ordinary Australians. I think I can be a great part of that transition, as you saw last week when I attended George Bell's funeral. It really was a beautiful speech. Mm. It was lovely. I uh, said he was a great character, mm-hmm. a great man, a great Catholic who was persecuted. So, you know, definitely we can all agree with that. And for our quote of the day, a Rwandan driver has been fined 1 million Rwandan francs, which is $920, mm. for involuntary manslaughter over the death of a top journalist who was critical of the government. The court in Kigawi said the driver, identified as Moise Emmanuel Bagarishia, pleaded guilty and apologised for the accident. Yes, Kigali, capital of Rwanda, I believe. 920 bucks for mm. killing a journalist. Can you imagine if that was allowed here? Yeah, I reckon there might have been a few people uh, run over for only 920 mm. bucks. What's that? It's less than a week's work. Uh, That's less than, what, yeah. like two bags of cocaine? Yeah, real estate agent. They could take each other out. 920 not a lot to pay. Um, you just run it over and you just say sorry after that. I wonder if the Rwandan government did pick up the bill for that or if... Um, <laughs> Potentially. Moise, uh, <laughs> oh, he probably got paid a bit more and then mm. that was part of it. That was like an expense. And he mm. just expense back to the government. Very hectic. Anyway, that's what's making news for today. See you later.